Do you want to discover who you are? Do you want to find out your passion and be clear about what direction you want to head in? Well, Joe Boggess, the host of the Relaunch Podcast, is on the show today and he's unpacking the keys to vision, the importance of being true to yourself and not shrinking back, the stewardship of your gifts, and how it's related to farming and being engaged and present in the season of the life that you're in. Get ready to get challenged today. Joe Boggess loves to inspire, but he also loves to challenge. And guess what? He's right here on the Black Daddy Podcast. Let's get it. You're listening to the Black Daddy Podcast. Oh, yeah. Joe Boggins is a podcast and book launch expert. He's the guy people call when they need a tested and proven plan to hit number one with their book or show. As a radio veteran and best-selling author, Joe knows the strategies and the tactics that will help you and your message be seen, heard, and recognized. His podcast, Relaunch, named by Podcasters Paradise, most inspirational two years in a row, 2014 and 15, mentioning Huffington Post as being one of the top five shows to tune into for inspiration, and mentioned in Inc. as one of the top 20 business podcasts of 2015. His latest book, Finding Your Voice, hit the number one spot. Hello! on Amazon for success, happiness, and the self-esteem categories, and has recently passed a 1 million listeners mark. Wowzer! Originally from San Antonio, Texas, Joel earned his undergraduate degree at Texas Tech University and an MBA from Amberton University and a master's in counseling. Joel and his wife, Pay, live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and have two golden retriever retired therapy dogs, Bubba, love that name, and Jake. Black Daddy Podcast welcomes Mr. Joe Boggess. How are you, sir? Dunno! This is going to be so much fun. I have been looking forward to this interview. Thank you for your graciousness to invite me on. And you know what? Congratulations on uh, making this show happen and making this resource available to all of the dads, the new dads, and the seasoned dads that are out there. It's a great resource. Bro, I am so grateful. And I agree, man. It's going to be a good one. going to be a good one. We're going to hop right into it, man, because I have some questions for you. And I know that you are fired up and you are ready uh, to, to impart uh, wisdom and inspiration, man. So here we go. So, Joe, you love helping people uncover the power of vision in their lives. Helen Keller once said that the worst thing than being blind is having sight but no vision. So, Joe, tell me this. If you had one sentence to unpack the power of vision to somebody, what would it be? Well, that is a great question. You know, the Bible says it the best. It says, without vision, the people perish. And a lot of people, a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, Donald, are are familiar with that verse. Without vision, the people perish. But my buddy Dave Ramsey has has an interesting twist. And uh, Dave Ramsey uh, with Financial Peace University and, and some of the work that he's doing in Tennessee, getting people out of debt. He says this, that verse while most people think it's a verse on vision and the importance of it, Ramsey has a twist to that, as he has a twist to many things. And Dave says, it's not a, it's not a scripture, it's not a quote, um, excuse me, it's not a scripture on vision, it's actually on perishing, mm. as in how to perish. Mm. So what Ramsey is saying is, you don't have to have a vision that's crystal clear from start to finish like a fully produced 
you know, 3D movie that you see on the big screen. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have that. Frankly, I don't know if God reveals things mm. uh, to people with that much um, depth. Yeah. We probably couldn't handle it if he did. <laughs> how, how, however, but th- there is a twinkling that we see there, there is, you know, a, a flash of brilliance that goes through our brain when, when we're shaving in the morning mm. or when we're sitting at the stoplight, you know, we'll have a little sneak peek, a little preview of a possible coming attraction. Mm. And that's our vision mm. or at least a part of it. And in the work that I do with people, I encourage people to, you know, let's talk about that vision. Let's capture that picture and and let's work on it. And what we find is that oftentimes that is the the part of a bigger picture that just unfolds. You know how that goes. I love it. It unfolds as a conversation and the relationship deepens. Indeed. Indeed. It's a gradual progression of uh, a revelation, man. I love that. That's phenomenal. Okay, here we go. So you talked a little bit about the work that you do. So in your book, you say that uh, being true to the person you were created to be is the best gift that you can give to yourself, your family and the world. Now, Joe, as a man who um, you spend your life, man, inspiring other people. Talk to me about why being true to the person you were created to be is the best gift that you can give to your family. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful, powerful question. And I'm going to kind of nutshell this a little bit for you, Donald. And mm-hmm. then if we need to, to talk more about it, I'm delighted to do it. But when you're at your best, your absolute best, who benefits? Well, the answer is obvious. Everybody. Yeah. You benefit. Your family benefits. Your neighbors. Your friends from church you know, everyone benefits when you're at, at your best. But but when you shrink and, and become small mm. and you, you hide like in a closet mm. or, or maybe in the garage mm-hmm. and and you keep your authentic self from, from being seen, heard, and recognized, mm. nobody benefits. Mm-hmm. Nobody benefits. And, and that, that's, I, I personally believe, and I, I can't speak for the man upstairs, but I personally believe that that doesn't, that is not good stewardship of, of our gifts either. That is so good, man. And, and, and like you said, you know, when we don't steward that well, when we don't steward ourselves well, you said it. And when it's key, man, uh, you're not seen, heard, and recognized. And the reality is that God has something special for all of us to do. And so when we are not at our best, we can't be seen, heard, and recognized to, to do the things that God's called us to do. I, I think you're right. I think you hit it right on the head. Um, so work-life balance is really important, Joel. And I want you to put your coach's hat on. Ready? Okay. All right. Joe, if uh, you had a client sitting in front of you and this is somebody that you're coaching, what would you tell them is the first step to developing a work-life balance? Yeah. Wow. Now that is the, t- the trick, isn't it, Donald? Yeah, man. <laughs> and a lot of times when people kind of talk about you know, how do we do this, how do, how do we balance this out and, and things of that nature... Sometimes I just kind of take a step step back and I tell them a little bit of a little story. Can I, can I tell you this story? Absolutely, go for it. Fantastic. I spent a little bit of time as a child growing up on a farm in Central Texas, and I was too young to participate in any of the the farming duties and chores. But my grandfather and my uncle, his brother, actually 
worked the livestock, they they worked the farm, and they produced, mm. and they 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 produced quite a, quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, in in that farm. There were, there was a, a lot there to um, harvest. But here's what made Papa and Uncle Boo good farmers is because they understood that there were certain seasons of life. And if you believe that, you know, God has arranged the seasons in a particular order for our benefit, or if, if, you're, if you're not very spiritually inclined, that's fine too. But you can recognize and appreciate that there is a season for, for planting for nourishing, for harvesting, and also for rest. And a good farmer, and I told you, Uncle Boo, he was a good farmer. So was Papa. Mm-hmm. They, they understand not only what season is taking place, but also what they need to do in that season. Mm-hmm. So a uh, question that I have for you know, a lot of folks that, that I work with, and, and I actually posed this question in front of the audience at um, at Ziegler headquarters, which I've kind of become, uh, it's kind of become a tradition for me to be the New Year kickoff speaker. Next year will be year number four for, for me at Ziegler HQ. And what I ask the audience at this this little gathering is, you know, what season are you in? I can't tell you that as your speaker, as your as your coach, but but you probably know. You probably know better than anybody knows. So if I'm talking with someone one on one. Donald, it's it's a powerful conversation, mm-hmm. one that usually involves tears and reflection and really getting in touch with the season that God really has you in. One last story, and I'm going to wrap this up, and then we're going to move on. Is that okay? Nah, man, this is good. Go, go for it. Okay. I was actually leading a call not too long ago, and uh, well, I say that. <laughs> it's probably, I don't know, a good, good couple of years ago, okay. but, but it was like it was yesterday, and I'll tell you why. Because I told the people that were on that call that story about the seasons and how if they want to be a good farmer, if they want to be a good steward, if they want to do like Uncle Boo did, well, they've got to not only recognize their season, but they have to lean into it. They have to submit to that season, do what is required in that season to get the bumper crop. Mm. And, and yeah, and, and when I opened up the phone for live Q&A, after I told that story, I heard sobbing in the background, one of the callers was sobbing. Okay. And finally she, you know, said something. I, I let her, you know, experience that moment. That was very important. And then she said, you know, Joel, with tears kind of rolling down her face, she said, I have never heard that story, nor have I ever thought about it that way. And she said, I just realized something, Joel. I realized that I wasn't engaged in the season that God had me in. I was fighting it. Mm. I was pretending it didn't exist. You know, I was doing what I've been taught to do. And we've all been taught this. Keep your head down. Keep marching forward. Mm. Keep your shoulder to the grindstone. Ignore what's going on around you, to you, and through you. And keep moving forward. That's what we've all learned. Absolutely. Right? And her first name is Cindy. And this is how Cindy spent the first 50 years of her life, give or take is shoulder to the grindstone. Let's not talk about seasons, feelings, emotions. Let's just get it done. And you know what? It worked for a while for her. But then uh, it came to the point of, you know what? I've I've got to really, I've got to submit, surrender, if you will, to, to this season. 
Cindy was actually recovering from cancer. Mm. She, that's the season that God had her in. And, you know, thank God, the last I talked to her, she, she's, doing, she's doing great. You know, she has a new lease on life, a new attitude. You know, a, a, there's a lot of things that, that are going her way. Still has challenges like we all do. But the oh. lesson that she learned is I, I was trying to just pretend the cancer didn't exist, so to speak. Mm. But that call... And those tears, those were real. And that brought her to a totally new understanding. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm going on way too long. No, I think that even with what you just expounded on just now with when you said you let her experience the tears. And then at the end, when you were talking about how and the fact that she had cancer. And I'm thinking of what you said when you said that we should lean into our seasons, Joel. I think I, I would imagine that something like cancer to lean into that and to maybe dig for what the lessons are, maybe for what God's trying to teach you. I could imagine that for someone experiencing that, that that would be super painful. Um, what, do, you, do you have any maybe takeaways that maybe someone going through a painful season as they lean into that? Do you have anything that maybe God may be trying to show them from your experiences with working with people? Yeah, absolutely. Find someone that you can talk about it with. Hmm. You know, call, call, call Donald, <laughs> you know, call, call me, <laughs> call your neighbor, call your brother that you haven't spoken to in 10 years, you know, call your dad who's laid up in the hospital somewhere, call somebody and, and just talk to them like a person. And, that, and, and here's the, here's the bigger thing. React like a person. <laughs> Don't be concerned with your, your script and what you're going to say next and what, what a person on the high road would say, which we all try to keep ourselves there sure. for the most part. Sure. But yeah, re react like a person. We're, we're taking improv classes, at Donald, my, my wife and I, and having, having a blast doing it. And one of the things that our teacher, our instructor told us, and he, he's a member of a comedy troupe and uh, he's been doing it for a long time. And, Anthony said that the key to becoming a, a killer improvisational actor, like those guys on who, what, uh, whose line, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he said, when someone tells you something, when somebody lays a, lays something on you, react like a person. Don't try to be funny. Don't try to be cute. Don't try to be coy. Just react like a person. Like if someone says, Oh my gosh, my, my dog ran away. Mm-hmm. Don't be wrapped up in yourself and try to throw out a zinger, a one-liner. <laughs> React like a person. Mm. It's like, no joke. God, that's terrible. Mm. Mm. It, because that's, that's, that's love. Right. Absolutely. And compassion. Absolutely. It's, it's authentic at the end of the day. Black Daddy Podcast listeners, listen. Vision and being present in your season of life is so important. I can attest to this. 1000%. And I'm convinced that if you're not present in the season of your life, guess what? You will coast. You will waste time. And you'll do all kinds of crazy things. I guarantee you, your boy can attest to it. So listen, let me just share with you for a few minutes some of the things that I've experienced in this thing called life. So just turned 30 a little bit ago. And what's amazing about it is this really up until about three years ago, I would describe my life as one where 
I wasn't really present. Like I was always looking forward to the next season of life. Like, for example, in high school, the goal is to do what? Go to college, right? It was a big push for me to go to college, get a degree, do all that amazing stuff in regards to my education. The next thing is, okay, graduate school or the workforce? Well, I chose to go to graduate school. So it's like, boom, got that goal. The next goal is, oh man, I got this amazing girl. I want to marry her. Let's get engaged. Next, marriage, right? Next, and at least you're on this never-ending wheel of the next thing. On to the next one, right? Shout out to Jay-Z. But look, the deal is this. At the end of the day, it's so important to be present. And I'm convinced that the last three years of my life have been so amazing because I've been able to find out how to be present in the season. Now, have I made my mistakes? Absolutely. Have I gotten every day right? No, not at all. But I'm convinced that some of the growth, some of the awesome experiences I've had is because I've been able to focus and get down to the real nitty gritty of vision. Let me share something with you. The first thing that I'm convinced of is that I had to change some of my beliefs about life. I had to clear out some of my old ideas and I had to add new and meaningful and powerful ones. Sometimes if you look around, we all can be like robots. No, not the Will Smith like our robots. I mean, we're acting out our lives with scripts given to us by other people. And guess what? It's these beliefs that are causing us to see the world as we do. Listen, every day I have to make a decision that I have to take control of the script of my life by reading, listening, and putting new types of ideas and beliefs in my mind to guide my path. Simply put, this is how you change the programming of your mind. If you really want to be present in this season of your life that you're in, and you always want to feel like you're moving towards a higher cause and purpose, look at all the things that are holding you back. Look at all the mistakes that you keep making, and I promise that there is a limiting set of beliefs attached to you. So one, you have to change your beliefs. You have to clear out your old patterns of thinking, and you have to create new, meaningful powerful ones. Two, I'm going to say this. You have to take action. I have to take action. Every single day, I have to make it that says, you know what, today, what am I going to take massive action on? Listen, guys, to be honest, I used to talk a real good game. I used to have real good ideas. I used to talk that talk. Sometimes I used to be full of it. But listen, at the end of the day, it's all about action, all about action. And guess what? If you take one step in front of the other, over time, it gets a whole lot easier. Now, it's important to have goals, but right now, it's important to plan our days into manageable chunks of time. We all have to focus our efforts on the things tied directly to our goals. Every day, you have to commit to taking action on the things that you want to get done. And finally, here was the hardest part for me, looking in the mirror every single day and being honest with myself. At times, I had this temptation to create a story about why I do things and why things are the way that they are. And at times, I can create a really false sense of reality. So here's the thing that I had to ask myself. Am I creating this story to be safe? Am I trying not to face the hard stuff in life? I had to quickly begin to clear out all the fairy tales in my mind and start being ruthless when it came to honesty. Every day, these three things help me so much. And it really helps me to stay present in the season that I'm in. Let me share something with you. I wrote this on July the 6th, 2013. And guess what? The Black Daddy Podcast, I'm convinced, is a direct, a direct result of focusing my attention and my energy on this. Remember I talked about going back and changing your belief system? Well, guess what? 
This is how I cleared out my old beliefs and I added new, meaningful, powerful ones every single day. These were the words that I read to myself over and over again and still do to this day. Here's what it says. Today is a wonderful day and it's full of opportunity. God's grace is sufficient and is manifesting all around me. I love God and I obey his commandments. I hate evil and in heart, mind, body and soul, I will cling to what is good. God loves hearing from me, so I love talking and listening to him. I love my wife and will do all of my power to lead and serve her today. I will lead her with God-inspired vision. I will serve and love her like Christ does his bride. Our relationship is full of oneness, passion, and adventure. Today, we will impact our world together. Our children are a gift from the Lord. The way that we lead, love, and instruct them will only bring blessing upon them. They are obedient, vibrant, smart, and healthy children. They will bring inspiration, hope, and truth into our world. I love being healthy and will do what is healthy. I will take action as a result of passionate learning. There is no limit to what my conscious and subconscious mind can do. So I will feel it for only what is for my good. My mind and my body are connected like a supercomputer. My positive thoughts will continue to create the amazing world that I see. I am empowering. I create. I am fulfilled. Provision for my life comes in without hindrance. I bless people. I only partner with amazing, life-giving people. I am honored at the city gates and it excites my wife. I am showing my kids the power of influence. I am a decoration to my parents and by God's grace, I am adding value to the last name Gadsden. Through Jesus, I am bringing hope to the world. And this pleases God. July 6th, 2013. Listen, I've just shared with you a few nuggets that I believe have truly been transformational in my life. And like Joel said, being present in the season that you're in is super important. And you can't go on to the next season. You really can't appreciate it until you really get all that you can out of this season. Listen, that's going to be it for this episode. Joel will be right back on part two next week right here on the Black Daddy Podcast. God bless you guys. Holla.